Welcome back, everybody, to the EPL Boys Podcast. It's your boys, Logan, JD, and fellow EPL boy, new to the pod, Matt, from formerly of Post and Pines, now of EPL Boys. He has joined on a permanent transfer. Medical was cleared. Um, fee undisclosed. <laughs> wages also undisclosed. Matt, thank you so much for joining. <laughs> we look forward to this. It's going to be awesome. Um, really enjoyed the last one, and now it's time to get into many, many, many more. Starting, of course, with your... Manchester United drawing to Leicester 2-2. Two to two. We're going to start off with the first games, get into it, because we got a lot of games to cover because there was some midweek games happening on Monday as well. Um, like I said, 2-2 two, two draw. Leicester did lose on expected goals, 1.04 to 2.08 for United. Leicester had more possession, 55-45. to 45. More shots, 10-9, but United had more shots on target, 4-2. to two. Uh, Matt, because it is, of course, your main voyage here at the EPL Boys Enterprise, as a full-time member... I want you to kind of go in, if you want to, review, talk about how you felt of this performance. Was it good Leicester, bad United? What happened from your viewpoint? Well, first and foremost, guys, thank you again for allowing me to join your amazing show. I am so happy and glad to be here. Uh, I wish the medical wasn't as rough. I mean, I don't know who you guys have hired as the doctor, but... Can't help it, man. Can you, can you ask them to just It was warm? free, in case can you, you just tell. Could you just ask them to warm up their hands next time before giving me a physical? Yeah. Sorry, um, man. It's cold up there, dude. It I, is. We can't help it. Uh, yeah. God God bless the summer. Back alleys. There's no heating in the back alleys. You, you got to do what you got to do. But going into. No dollar was was uh, spared. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely no love it. No dollar was spared on your medical there. Uh, at least, a budget of zero dollars. Hopefully it shows up in my wages. Um, but no, going into the. Uh, <laughs> Don't honest, count on it. Honestly, after watching this game, this showed the best and worst of both of these teams, I think. I think this was a great representation of where both of these teams are at in this current moment in time. Leicester and Manchester United are in the top four race this year. And when you were watching this game, offensively looking at both teams, you're seeing what both Manchester United and Leicester both brought to the table. When you get Jamie and Var- when you get Jamie Vardy involved... It, it's a shame they got him involved so, so late. The United back line did a very good job isolating him and getting him out of the game. But as long as you, guy ha- you have a guy like Jamie Vardy, these are the things that are going to pop up. These things are going to happen. Harvey Barnes is also having an incredible year this year. I mean, if we're going to talk about the games today, oh, yeah. another amazing turnout for him. But to flip that back to Manchester United, I, this was just a game of missed chances. Uh, between Marcus Rashford missing wide open headers and, you know, and just overall, just a lot of just really sloppy play up front. Unfortunately, it wasn't a really good day for Dan James either. Looking at this, I feel this was more of a missed opportunity for Manchester United. Um, but then again, I, I'm going to keep saying this until the day I die. I really would love to see, well, I personally wouldn't, but I'd love to see where Manchester United would be without Bruno Fernandes. I mean, this guy is just mm. everything to these guys. And you guys have even answered my question in the past before I was a part of the podcast. Edison Cavani has to start. 
when Edison Cavani was interjected into that game, the offense gained new life, and it's just it's so much nicer to have a true number nine running your offense. And I mean, that partnership him and Bruno have together is just, you know, incredible. Yeah, very good. Um, yeah, Rashford and Bruno scoring, Vardy and Barnes also scoring. Um, yeah, it just kind of feels like, J.D., I don't know, like, Bruno, he's going to have scoliosis. His back is fucked. He needs to go see chiropractor weekly. This poor fucking guy is just carrying this team right now, dude. Yeah, I, I think when you look at this game, it on paper and what happened result-wise is pretty fair. I mean, a 2-2 draw. Yeah, I would agree. Like, I, I, on paper, it's like these teams are pretty even. With I, United have been up and down, but then again, so have Leicester. And they're, they're, like Matt said, like they're both in a top-four race here. And, you know, even the stats, you know, 55 to 45 possession, 10 and 2 and 9 and 4 on shots and shots on target, that's pretty fucking even. And... Like, unfortunately for United, it was an Axel Twanzenby goal. But then again, Vardy probably should have hit that on target to begin with. So you can't really have any complaints there. But like like you were saying, with how much Bruno Fernandes is carrying this team, I, like, I don't see United winning this game without Bruno Fernandes playing. Yeah, that being I, said... You can say that. I that think being said, true. lest we forget, the Harvey Barnes goal came from a Bruno Fernandes giveaway. I, was, I remembered mm. that. I, I was watching the recap. But I, I did watch this game, but I was watching the recap. And I was like, oh, shit. I remember thinking about that. It's like, oh, shit, Fernandez. Mm. Like, you kind of created that. Yeah. But well, I guess it's yeah, kind of like. Fair. I guess that's just what happens whenever he just carries the ball the entire time. Like, if he's just the only one yeah. progressing the ball, like, he's going to be pretty much the only one turning the ball over, which. Yeah. Happened. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that, and I'm going to put my neck out on the line here, but kind of, I guess, no, I don't think this is a hot take. Uh, Bruno is currently, and I think probably not just on form, but just on talent, is the best midfielder in the league, especially attacking-wise. Like, I, I think he just... Between him and Grealish. Between him yeah, and Grealish, him and Grealish. I think, I, I think KDB's taking a slight step back this year, and he's still up there, of course, because he is still De Bruyne, but... If Bruno and yeah. Grealish have been unfucking real this year, man. Honestly, I and, and and I think if you swap the two of them, I think both of them still perform equally as equally as well, like the same as the other one have performed in those teams. Maybe Bruno a little oh. bit would score more goals. Grealish would probably have more assists. That's just because that's just how they are as players. But um, yeah, Bruno if, has been unbelievable, and in my opinion, he's. Uh, if it wasn't for Harry Kane, I think Bruno would be the PFA Player of the Year so far. Yeah, I, it scares me. It scares me the fact that United might actually spend like a hundred million pounds on Jack Grealish, um, because if you if you put Bruno and, and and Grealish together and have you know a holding midfielder there, like say like a McTominay or a Pogba if he doesn't leave next summer, I mean that would be probably the best midfield in, in the Premier League. I would say, like overall, if you had a, if you had yeah. if Pogba was on That's form really and you know the right mindset. Sitting, sitting that holding spot, maybe not as deep, but um, just kind of like a like a like a one two with two in front mm-hmm. of him and then yeah, Grealish yeah. and Bruno. That means, I mean, that yeah. would just be unstoppable. You're making Matt moist right now. I don't know if you could tell. Matt is literally. I think I think his cameras raised a couple inches as you were talking about the potential of Jack Grealish coming to United. I that I would just be unbelievable. yeah. I I, I, just, <laughs> I I just look at this and I think to myself, you guys were talking about it, and you're just like, yeah, him and Jack Grealish are the number one and two midfielders in the league, and I'm sitting here going, and Aston Villa would have sold him for a sweet eighty million in the, you know, summer transfer window. 
What could have been? Yeah, now he's going to be 1 to 120. What could have been? What You're going to pay a 40 million pound premium on that price. Now. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's also very true, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and he's English, so. Oh, you're going for especially a Especially now. With, oh, yeah. Especially now. Yeah, you're going for a title? Hmm. Okay, yeah. No, that's now $120 million. Hmm. Thanks for playing. Yeah, it's. It's, it's, yeah, especially yeah. with how, how informed Grealish has been this year. Like, oh my god, imagine, he'd be imagine, pushing 140. Like, imagine Villa selling him for 120. I mean, I'm not just talking, like, that's a good transfer budget increase for them. No, that's like, they, they're going to invest in their youth academy, you know? Like, they'll, yeah. they'll be able to invest in infrastructure for their club. With 120 million pounds, yeah, you throw 40 mil into, like, a replacement, but you, mm-hmm. you have $80 million to invest into the club. Like not just that for is, transfers. Like that is club changing like, money. It's like how what Leicester yeah, yeah. have done with their training facility. Yes, I don't know if you guys yes. saw the video on Twitter. Yes. Unfucking believable oh shit God. that they have built. And them selling all those fucking players have helped fund that. Yeah. And I think the same yep, thing yep. kind of would happen with Aston Villa. Speaking of, let's move on to Aston Villa versus Crystal Palace. Love when transitions happen like that. They uh, beat the shit out of Crystal Palace three nil. Unexpected goals. They were expected to win. Well, it's many goals they respect to win 4.58 to, to 0.85, um, even though they were down a fucking man, which is crazy. Crystal Palace had more possession, 62 to 38, but Villa, even though they had 38% possession, they still had 20 shots to 13 and 9 shots on target. Um, Bertrand Traore, I think, has been really, really, really good whenever he's played. He scored again. It was, a, it was I mean, it, it was basically an open goal. No, but this was you, his first goal. You have to be this there. was his first goal. Yeah, but this he's still been he's still sure. been very. I could have sworn he scored before, or or maybe he got an assist. I don't know. But anyway, Mings got sent off, but that literally just still couldn't stop Villa. Uh, House and Ogazi scoring with ten men on just crazy counterattacks because Crystal Palace were like, well, fuck it, they have ten. Let's just put all eleven players forward. Um, but yeah, Villa, they still win. They have like two games in hand. Then if they win both of those games, I think they'll be second in the league. So, um, JD, I don't know, but. I think Villa might be the Kirby champions this year so far. I think they will. Uh, think they oh, will yeah, yeah. Kirby wise, they're 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 clear of West Ham and they're definitely fucking clear of Burnley. Fuck yeah. Burnley. But um, uh, yeah. No, that Ming's red card was such bullshit. I yeah. I think it was on. It, I think he got it on on Zaha, and mm-hmm. um, it was a second yellow, so like it couldn't be reviewed by VAR, and it like it wouldn't have been a straight red. It wouldn't have been called as a straight red to begin with, but. If that was reviewed, I, I think that comes back. I mean, Zaha, like, Mings just puts his arm on him, and Zaha falls over. And, and just because it was an open space, and he's the center, and he was near the halfway line, so if the center back's that high, it's probably, you know, there's a lot of open space behind him. I, I, I understand why it was called, but I don't think it's a foul. And it, that's just unfortunate. And then, you know, Aston Villa didn't have, have Mings today, and... It's it happens, but obviously they won this game, and El Ghazi is ridiculous. I mean, he he's gonna be looked at over the summer, I'm sure, if he continues this form. That goal was insane. Oh my god! And then the house goal was just scrappy, but sometimes that's how you have to do it when you only have ten men. Yeah, I, but good I, game yeah, for Villa. I, yeah. I agree, Matt. Do you agree with JD's take on the red card? I actually want to get your opinion on that. It's funny enough, I actually agree 100%. I think, uh, I I just look at it like, as a defender, it's already tough enough in the English Premier League with every eye in the world on you. But I really look at it as, like, they really need to introduce VAR on second yellows. They have to. Because... Yeah, yeah. 
No, I, I like that. Just second yellows. Just second yellows. Not first yellows, only second yellows, just because it really was the softest of soft yellows. And honestly, JD said it exactly right. At midfield, quick bump, quick push. That's just as a defender, that's what you're taught to do. You know, and unfortunately you have players in the league Play like the man, yeah. you unfortunately have players in this league like Zaha, you have Grealish, you have people who the second they feel any contact whatsoever, they're going to hit the ground because they want over. they want to earn the foul for their side. And it, it's it's upsetting. But you look at the result, <laughs> I think you could have probably taken off an additional player from Aston Villa, and I still think they hold the clean sheet. Yeah. Because, I mean, Aston... <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you right now, Martinez in net is probably the most sure hands in the league at this moment. And is that not just the craziest thing to talk about right now? Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty nuts. Yeah. Um, and villages have also a really good defense. Like they've had a, a solid defense like the entire year. They invested pretty decently in it. Means it's just he's a tank and he's emerged into being one of the league's best defenders, especially for England. It's, yeah, man, they really could have took it off one, maybe even two more, and they still would have been like fine, like whatever. Um, yeah, I I completely agree with you too. I think it was a soft yellow. I think it was kind of a soft first yellow to begin with. Like I don't know if Mings really deserved a first yellow for that, but like whatever. Maybe I don't know. I'm not a ref. Yeah. But but yeah, just yeah. like it's is it a foul? Yeah. Is it yellow worthy? No. So it's just yeah, it's whatever. But like Zaha, he knew that he was on a yellow. He was trying to draw that contact and try to get him to send off. So it's it's smart by Zaha to know in that situation kind of what's happening. But like it's still just fucking soft. But like whatever, because ball don't lie, as we like to say on the show. Ball don't lie. Villa still whooped fucking ass. Um. Yeah, that's really all that can be said. Um, speaking of things that can or cannot be said, Fulham Southampton ended as a nil-nil draw. Um, just Not stats. much to talk about. XG point seven eight to point one two in favor of Fulham. Southampton had more more possession, fifty four to forty six. Fulham had ten shots to three. Southampton more shots to target two to one. This was like a void. This just nothing existed in this game. Nothing really happened. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what the fuck to say. Um, I, I actually, I'm mad. I just, I'm mad. I, I was okay. about to say, I actually, we have to say about this I actually, somehow. I have one quick thing to say, and I want to give credit okay. to Fulham in general. Fulham at the beginning of the season was already targeted as the team going down. They're going down. They don't stand a chance. They don't stand a prayer. Guys, they have four points in their last four games. They've held a draw to four straight opponents. That, in in my opinion, that needs to be discussed because. For a team like Fulham, who, you know, up, oh, they're just going to lose every game. Up, oh, they're going to go down. These one points at a time are crucial now. And that'll, I think, keep them up at the end of the season. And you know what? I think that gives a lot of credit to a team of a bunch of just scrappy players. I'm all for it. I'm all for Fulham staying up. And I think if they continue, they, they look like a side that actually might cause a few problems. So, I mean... And again, getting this type of result off of a very aggressive Southampton side, I think, like I said, I think it speaks a lot of volumes for what's going on in Fulham right now. Yeah. Does Southampton have Ings for this game? Or is he uh, out? I think Ings was out for this game. Uh, let me check. Hold on. Yeah, Ings is out. If Ings uh, played, they, pro- they probably would have yeah, won. Yeah, he was out. He was out. Yeah, yeah he did If Ings played, play. Southampton probably uh, would have won. But this is what happens when you have just happy who must not be named and no one and not Ings really. So... But yeah, yeah, Fulham, I, yeah he kudos to Fulham. Named, did, didn't really do much. I, they, I know Southampton uh, yeah, had a goal. Dis- they had a goal disallowed, um, 
and it sucks because I literally I, I bet Southampton to win this, and I saw that the goal went in. I, I didn't watch the end of this game. I watched the first half, and the goal went in, and I and, and I got the notification. I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm gonna make money!" And then all of a sudden, I'm like, "Nope, disallowed." Bar. F- I don't L- even remember what it was because I wasn't watching it. But um, yeah, I I think it's Fulham is definitely happier because like like you said, Matt, like they're ta- they're they're taking points the last four games, like they're four draws, but they're taking points. And this is a good Southampton team with or without Ings. It's still a really good Southampton team. So I think, I think they can be a lot happier about this because it come the end of the season, they're going to really be happy that they had this, this specific point. Yeah. Like, but, yeah. yeah. All points count for Fulham. I, yeah. I mean like they, if you're looking at relegation candidates in, in the beginning of the year, they definitely stood out as one to probably go down just considering how strong the rest of the league is. They still might. And, yeah, they still might, and I I think that they probably still will. Um, but yeah, it's yeah yeah it was it's good for them. Uh, Scott Parker somehow was not the first manager sacked. A lot of people thought that he would, so good for them. Good for Fulham. And, you know, a point Stop is a point. Bitch. Just 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 like how Matt said, a point is a fucking point. Four out of four. I mean, you can't really you can't really complain about that if you're trying to get as many points as you can. But speaking of relegation sides, Arsenal and Chelsea. Ended three to one, but not to who you thought it was. Arsenal won this game three to one over Chelsea. Expected goals had Chelsea winning two point two five to one point nine four, but that's because they missed a penalty. Um, Chelsea had more more possession, sixty one to thirty nine. More shots, nineteen to fifteen. But Arsenal very clinical, seven shots on target to Chelsea's three. Uh, Matt, I know you said you were going to rant about Chelsea, um, so I'll I'll, I'll I'll leave that to the end to keep the suspense going. JD. Arsenal won a game of football. Yeah, it's am crazy. I surprised? Were you gonna say? Uh, <laughs> I'm maybe I'm very surprised. Uh, I bet against them as I justify that. I justify betting against them. They had no chance going into this, in my in my opinion. They, this was a lock for me, and I think most people would have had that. I <laughs> see. This pisses me off because I had I was so <laughs> okay. set on them getting relegated. Man, I'm, it's in my it's the mindset. I'm just thinking like, wow, Arsenal are gonna get relegated. This is gonna be crazy for the league, but man, it's tough to see it now. I mean, this is good. This is good, you know, momentum. And and you look at like Granite Jaka scored a ridiculous free kick, like the least likely person to have but, a good game for Arsenal. But that's his I, I only mean, good like, skill, though. That's Granite Jaka's only redeemable quality is that he can bang yeah, a free kick I mean, every every like twenty. He, no, he's a he's a tank in midfield though. Like he's good for a yellow card, but he's in, a in fucking a good idiot. Way, I think. He's a tank. Yes, he's, he, a fucking he's a idiot, tank. He's a tank. If it was driven by a golden retriever, yeah, he is. You need you need that aggression. Though. I, I'm not saying they should keep starting, and he's not he's not good enough to play for a team yeah. like Arsenal. Well, I mean the way they've been playing, maybe he is. But I, <laughs> you look at the, statistically, you, you look at Arsenal had more shots on target, but Chelsea had more possession and more shots in total. It's pretty it's pretty even statistically, yeah. but Chelsea just couldn't finish and and. I remember when it came down to I had Arsenal winning, so I lost money there. But with like five minutes left, and it was, um, or you know, actually no, I think it was in the 80th minute. I put two dollars on a draw when it was at three nil because I was like, "Ooh, Chelsea's gonna come back," and they scored. Tammy Abraham Abraham scored. I would have won five hundred dollars if that yeah. if that uh, Jorginho penalty wasn't saved, and then they came and they had the momentum to score a third. Oh my god. Fucking Jorginho. Fuck that guy. Fucking Jorginho. Ball don't line, though. Um, All right, going so, on your rant, Matt. So, Matt, <laughs> is Fat Frank a fraud? F-F-F. Fraud Fat Frank? Question mark? Well, we still have the other Chelsea game to talk about as well, but 
I wouldn't call mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't call Super Frank a fraud. I mm. think he's just way over his head. And I, I say mm. this strictly on the context that he is ruining careers. And when I say ruining careers, I mean unfortunately he it's is a bold claim. He, he's blessed with too many good players. I look at something like an Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer or a Mikel Arteta. They only have one good lineup. So there is no argument on who's getting into the starting lineup here or there. Unfortunately, Frank has now the burden of taking all these expensive superstars and putting them into one lineup. And he's trying to make them all work. And unfortunately, for an inexperienced... For an inexperienced coach like him, he doesn't know how to handle all these personalities. So he's just trying to make everything fit where it can try to fit. And unfortunately, it's just not working. And when I say ruining careers, I'm talking about Christian Pulisic. This man has played every damn near position. He's played every damn position, but the one position he actually wants to play. He doesn't want to play center attacking mid. He doesn't want to play right mid. He doesn't want to play in a two-striker system. Big Frank, hmm. play Christian on the wing. Play him as a left winger. Play him where he wants to play. Stop ruining Timo Werner's career. Play him down the middle. He is better than Tammy Abraham, and he's better than Olivier Giroud. The reason why he's struggling is because you have him playing as a wing. This isn't rocket science. Like, come on. Don't ruin careers because you have no idea what you're doing. Bring it back to the like the simple, simple answer. N'Golo Conte does not want to be a box-to-box midfielder. He just wants to be that holding defensive midfielder that sits in front of the back line. This isn't rocket science. This is just coaching 101. And yet he's finding a way to ruin all of these careers, all in their prime. Chelsea should be the team competing for the title. Instead, Chelsea haven't won a game in what, five games? Yeah, it's been it's been a minute. They I think this is yeah after the Chelsea Villa game. Yeah, it's five games without a win, which is if you're going for a title, which is what Chelsea seem to be uh, looking at trying to achieve. You kind of can't do that, especially during January where it's like the tightest and the toughest time to get points. You kind of can't be dropping like fourteen, fifteen points in a five game period. That's really not good. So yeah, yeah this I, is Frank Lampard. I, I think this. This is an example which is very relevant of a former player getting thrown into a very big job too soon. You look at Frank, yeah. Frank Lampard. He, we he need was, to stop doing well, that. He was manager. He's manager of Derby for one season in the championship, one season. and mm-hmm. immediately, immediately gets the Chelsea job. That's too early. You look at Arte, uh, Arteta. It's kind of the same thing. I, I know he was under Pep for a while, but I I don't think he was ready. Yeah. You look at the good examples of, say, a Steven Gerrard who got put in, you know, he was the under-18s manager for Liverpool, which is perfect experience, and then he goes to Rangers. Rangers are a big club, but not on the same level of, like, a Chelsea or Arsenal by any yeah. means. Mm-hmm. So that's And he's going to be there for the foreseeable future, so that's great experience. He's doing very well there. Or I really look at a John Terry, who's an mm-hmm. assistant coach at, at Aston Villa, and he's going to be there for a couple seasons, I think, just really gaining experience, like looking at at Dean Smith and how he how he runs. I'm not saying Dean Smith is like the greatest coach ever, but mm. he's a good coach and he's getting great experience 
watching how players develop, how to how to set up a team, and eventually John Terry is going to be ready to take over a Chelsea or an Arsenal. So probably not Arsenal, but yeah, probably that Chelsea. Would fucking, that would be <laughs> would so funny if he play, if he fucking managed yeah, Arsenal. Imagine if Arteta gets but sacked I, and then John yeah. Terry comes in to manage Arsenal. That'd be so John fucking Terry. funny. <laughs> <laughs> like the reverse of Ashley really Cole. Um, well, yeah, it's like, no, it's like I, Pochettino taking over for Arteta. Yeah, could happen. Uh, but no, I I agree with Matt. I don't know what the fuck Frank's deal is, man. Because like it's like you were saying, he's not playing Werner as a striker because he's playing left wing. He's not playing Pulisic as a left wing because Werner's playing there, even though Werner is a striker. And it's 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 like Havertz literally can't even fucking play when he does play. He usually plays him on the wing. So it's like he's not a fucking winger. He's an attacking mid. Conte he doesn't play as a CDM. It's almost like he's he's literally like one fucking binge. Like, one drunken binge away from playing, like, Edward Mendy is, like, fucking right back. He's like, what are you doing, buddy? <laughs> fucking figure it out. He's like, he's like one, like, Abramovich fucking rant. He's, like, yelling at him, like, you need to figure it out. He's like, ah, he panics and just puts fucking Thiago Silva. No, it's, like, it's like playing right Conte on the wing and Mason Mount as defensive it's midfielder. It's fucking, like, it, I don't, don't get it. it. I don't get what the fuck his deal is, why he just can't figure out a fucking lineup and just be like, this is my lineup. I'm, I, this is just what's going to happen. And it's not like these players are hurt. They're not hurt. None of them are hurt. They're just not fucking fit. They're not ready to play in the squad because you're not fucking playing them. You're shooting yourself in the foot. And the players that do play, they're not even playing in the right position. And What I, the fuck, man? Whatever. And I look at it, and I think to myself, I, I, I would look at if like if a Jurgen Klopp had this roster with this little amount of injury problems, Jurgen Klopp wouldn't know what to do with himself. Like, wait, are you telling me I have all these superstars and no injuries? Wait, are you telling me my job is easy? Liverpool would have already walked away with the league. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably I don't, true. I don't have to play a 19-year-old center back from the academy for my yeah. Champions League games. What? <laughs> or a 22-year-old one that's just not going to play for Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, okay. This is great. <laughs> or two CDMs. Oh, this is fucking lovely. I love that. And a fucking and also like a 19-year-old right back half the time. And yeah, I, yeah. Um yeah, yeah, I agree though. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, well, we'll get to Liverpool. Um, yeah, uh, I completely agree with that. We'll probably rant more about Chelsea later because we are going over the Monday games that happened. So give us time; we will circle back around to Super Fat Frank next. Though City and Newcastle into two nil in favor of City. Who surprised? Not me. City on expected goals won three point two to point two. Who surprised? Not me. Chelsea had seventy six percent possession. Are you surprised? No. Eleven shots to seven. Six shots on target to two. I'm not shocked. City are just fucking great. And Newcastle kind of aren't. So, it's just kind of what happened. Also, Gundogan is like... I think this is like the third game in a row he scored. I forgot he even fucking played for City. And he's just over here fucking banking goals. Like, yeah, dude, he's like on a scoring streak. I forgot he played. And he's over here fucking like scoring in back-to-back games. It's fucking crazy. Uh, Fernand Torres scoring as well. But that was pretty much an open goal. Um... Yeah, I don't know about y'all, but this is pretty much just an ass whooping from City, and I just kind of expect this. Like, this is just what they do. I honestly, City definitely controlled this game. I think they should have. They should have won by more. I, the fact yeah. that the Ferran Torres goal was from a deflection, like from I, I think it was a the uh, whoever was playing right back. They, it was another City player that shot it. I forget who it was, and it, and it bounced back, and it was an open goal. Yeah, yeah. I, so really, if you take that away, it's just the Gundogan. Um, goal and against a Newcastle side that is good on their day but you go up against a city you're, you're not getting points from that it's just a different grade I, I just, just especially I'm, without I'm Colin because they started Joe Linton this game yeah yeah the city just I they're by their standards they are underwhelming this season I don't care that they want to know 
it, they should have won four now with, with the amount of possession, the amount of chances that they created. I yeah, yeah. I just think your your expectations for City are extremely high, and they're just not the same. And, team they, and they, they should be for everyone. You look at that team. Look at that team. Yeah, but they're, yeah, they but their, their system high. is their system is completely different from the last two years. Like they're just playing, they're just playing differently. I they're guess. just playing, a, they're just playing a different style of football. So I'm, I'm, I have changed my expectations to City. I've changed, I've just every time they play a game, I just expect them to keep a clean sheet because they usually do. Um, yeah, yeah. I, that's just kind of what I expect from City. I, I don't expect them to win games four to two anymore. I don't until I'm until I watch a game and I'm proven otherwise. So yeah, yeah. man. I don't know, man. I don't know if you you probably feel the same as we do. Um. This is just city being city. That's just really that's really the best way to sum it up. I, I, the only two takeaways I, I have with this city performance and any city performance of recent is you can see this season Pep Guardiola is trying to change the script on his career and he wants people to also know him for the fact that he is having a very strong defensive year. I mean, this city back line has to be one of the most sure things right now in the Premier League. And you know what? He deserves it. When you spend that money, at least he's finally getting those results instead of the revolving door that has been center backs for Pep Guardiola in the past years. My one and only thing, and we don't have to talk about it. We really don't. Can we free Phil Foden? Like, Phil Foden's supposed to be the next coming of Jesus, and him coming off the bench in the 90th minute for two minutes worth of play breaks my heart. Can we free Phil Foden? Hashtag hashtag free Phil Foden. Try to say that. He's like got to take fast. the, he's got to take the Sancho route and just just leave. Leave for a good team. A good team will take yeah. him and play. It's him. it's I funny because like, City have such a good youth academy. Yeah, but they just fucking no one can play because they have one of the strongest fucking teams in the entire world. So yeah, free full Foden. Hashtag free full Foden. Next game though, Sheffield and Everton had one nil Everton's favor, but Sheffield actually had a pretty good game by Sheffield standards. Had more expected goals, 1.25 to 0.57. Everton had more possession, though, 57 to 43. But Sheffield had 10 shots to 7. Two shots on target, though, to Everton's 3. I, I mean, yes, Sheffield lost. Yes, that's just kind of what they're doing. I think, what, they're selling two points at the bottom, something like that. I I don't... Uh, is is this, Matt, is this hole too big for Sheffield to get out of? Oh, no, it's... At it, all? It, no, is there I, any hope for them? No, um, they're done. If I, if I was a part of the Sheffield Damn. system, I would just... I, Rest in peace. What you try to do, I mean, this is, and it's completely up to you. It, you. We talked about it in the previous week. They weeks they've had, they have a whole lot of depth, and they have really good players on this roster. I, I don't know if this is kind of a money grab kind of system, but maybe you kind of, you know, advertise to the rest of the Premier League this January. Hey, you know, our star players are for sale, fire sale, forty percent off, all must go. Like. Maybe you make the money you can make now, get your finances up, and then when you go down, because let's be honest, you're going down, you completely yeah. you do what we said Aston Villa would do if they made $120 million from Jack Grealish. You know, invest in the youth system, go back down, yeah. be down in the championship for a couple years, and then come right back up. But a little bit of my opinion, the matter is you keep Chris Wilder, keep Chris Wilder in there. I don't think he's over his head. I just think that the pressure of the Premier League just finally became too much. But I think he can get them back up. No, okay, I agree with that. And I, I tell I you definitely... what, I, I tell you what, as a Liverpool fan, I would love a Sheffield defender this January for forty percent off of what they should be going for. I'd love one of those. <laughs> I definitely agree with you that this is definitely a long-term picture. 
situation where Sheffield, they're they're dead this season for for staying up. They're dead. Rest they're, in peace. they're going back down. I think they only have Rip in peace. like truly the they only have two high value players when and and one they only just got this summer in in Rian Brewster. I and it'd and be Bird. tough for them to sell him. I, I I think and then the other one's Van. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, fucking Santa Bird. Uh, Santa Birch, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Almost said Seth Vandenberg. Uh, Santa no, Birch. we already have him. Santa, San, yeah, no, Sander Birch is their other high-value player that they could really make some money off of. I think the other players, they have they have a good team. It's just none of them are, like, in-your-face great. So I, I don't see them selling a lot of players in January I, or in the summer. I think they have a great team that will be really good in the championship other than the, the Sander Birch and maybe the Rian Brewster who – probably wants to play in the Premier League next season. I, I I think they don't sell a lot of their players. I think they keep the core group there, and they go down and really invest a lot of time and money into their youth system, and, and yeah, and come back up. I, I think that that's what they what needs to happen. I, I think they, th- and this game is, this game specifically, they stayed in it. I mean, they were yeah. in this game the entire game. Gilfie Sigurdsson yeah. scored a great yeah. goal in the 80th minute, and that, that's what separated it. Other than that, it was pretty even. It was, it was, it, yeah, it was pretty close. Sheffield, they kind of stood, they kind of stayed in over the last like three or four games. They've been playing a little bit better, but not really good enough to get the results that they need to stay up in the Premier League. So, uh, F sent the chat for them because they are probably going down. Feels really bad. Next game, though, Leeds Burnley ended 1 0 in favor of Leeds. Unexpected goals, though, Leeds won 2.13 to 1.56 for Burnley. 52% possession to Leeds, 48 for Burnley. Burnley actually had more shots, 14 to 11, and more shots on target, 6 to 4. Even though they lost this game, Chitty, Burnley actually played pretty okay. Like, Ugh, fuck not a bad care. performance by Burnley. I don't care. I don't care. Fuck Burnley. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, fuck them. But like in this game, they actually no. they had like a lot. They outshot Leeds. How many other teams can say that? It doesn't. It doesn't change the fact that I absolutely despise how they play <laughs> yes they yeah they played a different game here but i don't care fuck them i look i'm just happy i finally won money on leads i literally bet leads almost every weekend patrick, and I patrick bamford getting another goal look at him go yeah good for my fantasy team i think i'd be yeah. I, I think i'd be um who's up uh fuck who's up playing i don't know i, I beat whoever i was playing I, in, in, uh, I did too oh it was jason it was jason I beat Jason in fantasy, fucking so that's all, always good. If he's listening, you know, fuck you. But <laughs> <laughs> because of because of Bamford scoring and Saeed scoring, actually, that was always a good one. But yeah, no, this game, yeah, it was pretty pretty even. I mean, yeah. sure, Burnley shot more, but hey, comes down to a, a fifth minute penalty. That's how Burnley's going to play. <laughs> that's yeah. that's how they're going to play, and I'll hate it. I'll hate yeah. it every and- time. And Matt, uh, I want to just get your opinion. What what was your thoughts on the penalty? Um, uh, I good, had, bad, I, yay, I, nay. stone cold. I'm telling you, stone cold. Yeah, I, I had I, problems all over this game. So I I, I honestly, okay. and, and and I'm gonna go kind of opposite to like the west the way the rest of the pod's feeling on this. I, I feel like Burnley got hosed, and they got hosed bad in this game. I think the penalty was pretty weak at the beginning of the game. For that to be one of the first challenges in the game, I believe Pope got the ball, or at least he got enough of the ball. The follow-through, okay, yeah. The follow-through may have been a little rough, and I could see the penalty being called there. But then I think to myself, and then you think to yourself like later in the game, there was a clear penalty against Measler from Leeds against, if I'm not mistaken, it was Chris Wood. 
no call, and then Chris Wood turns around and puts the ball in the net, but the ref already called a foul against Chris Wood, which shouldn't have been a foul. That's right. And th- this I is, forgot about that. And this was all, and then you find out at the half, oh my God, this is a referee that's only uh, refing their fourth Premier League game ever and didn't know the VAR rule. So he called the foul thinking VAR would back him up. How can we have this? How can we how can we be this far? I forgot about how, that, yeah. How can we be this far into the Premier League season? How far like and I'm telling you right now, I do. I feel horrible for Burnley cuz Burnley got hosed in this game. At most, do I think they should have won the game? Probably not. But do I think they at least deserved a goal, if not a draw in this game? I think Burnley at least deserved that. This game was horrible. And you know what? I give credit to the rest of the NBC team <laughs> who was like broadcasting this game. From the in-game commentary to Rebecca Lowe and the staff in the uh, media room, they were all saying how horrible this looks on the Premier League, how shitty the refing was, and this needs to be changed immediately. Hmm. Oh, I see. Yeah, I totally forgot about the um, melee challenge. It was fucking like he literally just like fucking need him in the face, and it was like, oh, 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 fucking foul on Chris Wood. It's like, no, nah. um, yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Matt. Like, uh, the 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 the, the initial penalty was kind of like a fifty-fifty, in my opinion. Like, I'm okay with it being a penalty. If it wasn't called a penalty, I'd been like, yeah, it's fair. I'm I'm indifferent. Um, yeah, but yeah, I do. I th- I think Burnley. If they would have got a, a point out of this, fair, 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 totally fair. Next, though, let's move on to the sex game because this is one of the one of the, prop. This may be the best game of the whole weekend. West Ham and Brighton, because um, this game was fucking back and forth the entire time, blow for blow, which you don't really expect out of these two teams. But hey, uh, Brighton though one unexpected goals one point five one to one point three nine. They had more possession fifty seven to forty three more shots thirteen to eleven. But West Ham had more shots on target four to three. This was a was a good game and a pretty even result in my opinion. I'm I think that a draw in this is very fair. Mope and Dunk scoring for Brighton and then Suchek and Ben Johnson scoring for West Ham. Suchek's also been incredible for West Ham. I think they only pay like fifteen mil for him or some crazy, crazy amount. Um yeah, this is this is this was really good from both of these teams. And West Ham, say something nice about West Ham, JD. They're not um, bad. Yeah, I Yeah. This was a great game. Uh, West Ham, good luck keeping hold of Thomas Suchek because he is a fucking threat on set pieces. Yeah, I, I he's mean, that's, huge. that's where he scores all his goals. And, yeah, and you can, you can honestly tank. say it's the same thing about Lewis Dunk. I, maybe not this yeah. season, but he scored in this game, and he's always been, been a big threat on uh, on set pieces. Um, but, yeah, this, this is this is a very even game. I'm surprised that Brighton had more, possess- had more possession. Um, 57 to 43%. That, that does surprise me. I think I thought West Ham would probably uh, be better than them with that. But, yeah, I, I think both teams could say, like, yeah, it was just an even matchup. I You know, 2-2, they'll take that. They'll both take that. Like, I think both these teams will be mid-table to slightly below mid-table, but comfortable, I, I would say. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Matt, what do you think about this game? Uh, I mean, really, this comes all down to coaching decisions, in my opinion. And, I mean, Graham Potter, unfortunately, doesn't have the same amount of talent I think David Moyes has at West Ham. But to flip it, I think this was a big – this was a mess up from David Moyes. David Moyes fucked this up pretty well. 
I don't understand how he continues to feel the need to want to start Mark Noble in that center attacking mid position. <laughs> yeah. It makes no yeah. sense to me. He didn't listen, I guess. So uh, you look at this. The second yeah, he brings on Yarmolenko and he brings on Lanzini, and then boom, out of nowhere, West Ham open right ben up. Robin, too. Both of these got both all of their substitutions made huge impacts in the game. In, uh, they were in, involved in all of their goals. Everything pushing forward. David Moyes. Put your best 11 people on the field. This is not difficult. This is back to the Frank Lampart situation I was talking about before. Except for you, David Moyes, you have it so much easier. Because you maybe have eight good players, and the rest are shit. So this should be an easy, easy choice. Stop <laughs> putting your best players on the bench and bringing them on at the half. Your name is not Ollie Gunnar Solshire. You don't have the right to do that. <laughs> I, no, I, I think the... I think it's formation for me. You have way too good of midfielders to not be playing, you know, Ben Rama. Or you not having Ben Rama, Yarmolenko, or Pablo Fernal starting. That's insane. Like, Lanzini, I could see being on the bench. You know, he's he's hit or miss. Like, he's good for, like, a crazy goal like, against Tottenham. But I could see him being a bench player. But you're playing three at the back and wingbacks. Like, come on. Right? You have better. You have too good, too good of midfielders. And Cresswell playing a, a left center back. No, he's he's a wingback of anything. I, I yeah, I agree with you, Matt. The the formations, the coaching decisions, no. Yeah, it's yeah. it. Creswell's the farthest thing from being able to play a center back. Like he's just he's he's not a big guy. He's not very. He's not a. He's not like a tank or anything. I like him playing center back is pretty fucking like sad. Like I feel bad for the guy, but yeah, uh, yeah. I, I agree with, with, with what both of you guys said. I think that David I guess I I guess Frank Lampard watched that David Moy's masterclass video on, on YouTube and it was like this is how I'm gonna coach from now on because I'm just not gonna play who <laughs> who I should in their positions, I guess. The fact the, but the, yeah, the, that's really all the yeah. fact that, huh? that the fact that, that video even exists, it just it hurts my face. It's it's so funny. The, <laughs> it's the fact that, that can even yeah, the, the fact that, that exists in the world is Pretty great. Out of, out of all the fucking managers, they got David fucking Moyes. But anyway, let's move on. Liverpool and West Brom. This is going to hurt. Ended in a 1-1 draw. Um, Liverpool unexpected goals won oh, 1.45 to 0.74. 79% possession for Liverpool to 21. 17 shots to 5. But West Brom had more shots on target 3-2. to two. Now, I'm going to let both of you guys go because I I'm gonna go. I think I'm going to go on a tangent here for a second. No, I, I mean, look, I get that Liverpool didn't play very well in this game. I get it. But if you're just going to... If Ajayi is just going to assault Fabinho's face on his goal, both hands all over his face, just... just Like, you can see it in this... Like, in the goal, if you watch the replay, Fabinho is clearly foul in his face. He can't jump because Ajayi's hands are all over his face. Not just his body, his face. He can't see anything. That's why he doesn't get up as high as Jai. Because he can't fucking see anything because his fucking hands in his face. I Look, I, this is very, very much an unpopular opinion, I'm sure, to anyone who's not a Liverpool fan. But that was, to me, that was a bullshit call. That should have that sh- goal should have been disallowed. Liverpool should have won 1-0. Unbiased. <laughs> unbiased. Matt, are you unbiased? <laughs> So I'm I, I'm I'm mixed with that because I just feel like that's a hard Premier League goal, and I feel like maybe you know West Brom would have felt hard if that goal was taken away with the style that they're trying to play. 
Um, I'm not, I'm not going to speak too much on the Liverpool performance. You guys are going to take care of that. I just want to just talk about how. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, don't worry about yeah, it. I, we don't have all night, and I don't want to keep you guys, you know, away from your loved ones. Uh, I, with this West Brom performance, I, I feel like this. If you're if you're a West Brom fan, there's just a little hope growing because then you're sitting here like, is Big Sam really going to do it? Is Big Sam? No, they're going down. Is Big Sam? Going down. Is Big Sam and his pints of Guinness and his uh, shepherd's pie? Are they? Are, are 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 they keeping us up? I don't know. I really don't know. But when you can go into the lion's den and walk out not dead, uh, all, all credit to West Brom. They had a game plan, but. We were all talking about it during the game. We now, I, I, I feel like we need to discuss how Sam Johnstone might be a top five goalie in the league. Because this is like the second time in three weeks he's made four or five absolutely crazy world-class saves to save points for West Brom at the end of games. Yeah, he did it against City and he did it against Liverpool. He he is literally saving West Brom's season. Like, like game by game, he's doing that. Um, yeah, so kudos to West Brom, definitely. But however, Liverpool. <sighs> this is now this hurts, but I I we grilled City whenever they drew one one to West Brom at home, so I'm going to grill Liverpool whenever they draw one one to Brexit football West Brom at home. It, this this in my opinion reared the ugly head that is the issue with Liverpool sometimes in some of these games, which is um. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I would call it arrogance, but I think it is arrogance and stubbornness because we, we knew how West Brom are going to come into this game. They're going to sit with 11 players behind the fucking ball the entire time and sit back and just absorb all the pressure and just play in a low block. So Liverpool, which this, this happened in 1819, this happened last year too, to an extent, but really I just remember from 1819 and this season as well very 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 kind of stubborn in their ways to not change the midfield too much to play the opposition but mainly to just keep the system intact and to just kind of play how they want to play regardless of who they're playing and in a game like this when you well, West Brom are going to if, if I mean if, if fucking Sam Allardyce could have put his coaching staff back behind the ball he would have the ah. the entire game ah. it's just like the midfield didn't really work after the first goal, all we did was just cross into the fucking box when West when West Brom had nine players in there. It didn't really work. The second half was some of the laziest football I've seen Liverpool play in, in a while, especially at Anfield, when there's fans there, too. Like, that was just lazy and unexcusable. I, I, as soon as Matip got hurt, I was like, this this might be bad. And um, I, I kind of have a hot take about liverpool Sandbreak situation, too. Well, you just can't really rely on Matt Tip, honestly, anymore at this point. I've kind of given up on the dude because he can't stay fit for yeah. more than four games in a row. And it's just like, this is this is a result that Liverpool deserved. They did not deserve to win this game, in my opinion. They just came out, second half, so flat and so arrogant, and just not any drive to really get the second goal. And just play out, crossing the box, crossing the box, crossing the box, crossing the box. There was no like penetration from the middle of the field. I, and we have players to do that. Kata had a 10 out of 10 performance against Crystal Palace. Couldn't get a sniff in. Ox could do that. Play 10 minutes. I know Thiago's hurt. That definitely hurt a lot. But I mean, like you, you can't fucking you can't draw to West Brom, man. I'm more I'm more I'm more annoyed about this performance than it was against the Villa game, 100. Because it's like 
we should have lost against Villa, but not in the way that we did. We 100% should not have won this game, I don't think. I think West Brom in the second half were exceptional. And if it wasn't for Allison making a couple of world-class saves, they may have won this game. Like, they may have won this game. It's just, it was just not a good performance by Liverpool. It was really depressing to watch. And I, I honestly think, now this is, of course, is if Matip stays, if somehow Matip comes back from his groin injury and is healthy, which is a, a miracle if that happens. I think if Liverpool don't buy a second center back, we're not winning a trophy. I do not they think they definitely need to buy somebody. They definitely if we do not buy a right? second center back, we're not winning a trophy this year. That's a hot we have take. Because yeah. you can't rely you you can't rely on Reese Williams, nineteen years old, and Natty Phillips, who's twenty two and just not good enough right now to play for Liverpool full time. Or just, just can't play. I think that's you, the yeah, you, you can't rely on those two players, especially with Fabinho. God forbid Fabinho gets hurt. If he so, we're fucked. Like it's it's GG at that point. He already it's, did get hurt. I know, but I'm saying like for like a, a long period of time because it was only hamstring problems. So he was only after like two weeks. But if he's out long term, Liverpool are fucked. Like it's not good. Dude, I'm just hope. I'm hoping fucking Van Dyke's already posting videos of him training, which is insane. I mean, you you think of re- like like that kind of injury, like recovery times. He's literally already posting videos of him training at the club facilities. That's insane. Yeah, I, I could see I could see him making a cameo at the end of the season. Like, he's a really. cyborg, so which, it really wouldn't surprise me. But yeah, very, yeah. very aggravated Logan to this performance. Not, not happy at it at all. How do you have eighty percent of the ball and manage two shots on target? How do you do yeah, that? Yeah, that was bad. That's that was so bad. fucking bad. That's so bad. You have the ball for eighty percent, which is what seventy-two minutes. Seventy-two minutes of the fucking game, you made two shots on well, target. They had, they had seventeen shots. They just weren't clinical. Yeah, the, yeah, but that's why accurate. because they're all just fucking crosses in the box. There's all on ricochets, and it's like fucking like nothing really came except for the one chance. The Mane scored, which which was a great goal, but then like, we just didn't keep doing that. Like we, it's 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 almost like we don't allow some of our players like Mane and Salah to really go at defenders. We don't, because usually whenever Mane goes goes for it, more often than not he just turns back and he waits for like Robertson to make the overlap. Mane should just be fucking running at people because he's fast and strong and you can't fucking dispossess the guy. He should just be sprinting at everybody. Fuck it, just let him run for like a fucking bull. In, in the streets of Italy and that bull run shit. Just let him just run the fuck forward and just run over people. Just let him do that. Solid does it. Why the fuck can't money do it? Yeah. I didn't. I was yeah. I was very annoyed at this performance. Very, very annoyed, um, as you could tell. Yeah. But let's move on before I rant some more. Wolves and Tottenham also ended in a 1-1 draw. This is going to be a theme for the rest of this episode. 1-1 draws. Um, unexpected goals. Wolves did win 0. .74 to 0. .41. One possession. 55 to 45 more shots 11 to 6 more shots on target 6 to 3 Tottenham might be the most boring good team I've ever seen in my entire life because they're a good team but holy fuck I hate watching them play <laughs> I can't stand Dude, it. if if Kane and Son aren't on their best form in the match you're right they are a very boring good team they, they just have they, they have nobody else that can change a game I, I mean so if those two aren't changing the game nobody is They'll still get a result, probably, but I, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I Wolves outplayed them when it comes down to it. I, they outplayed Wolves them. Wolves were they the better team. Probably should have won, but I, yeah, I just, I don't know. And and the fact that you have a you have a goal in the first minute. How how do you as a team as Tottenham you score in the first minute? How do you how do you not just keep that momentum going? Like I, I just don't understand. And then and then Wolves scoring the eighty sixth minute. Like, that's just yeah. a boring-ass game in between. Like, yeah. 
Wolves Wolves had definitely had more moments than the Tottenham for sure. Like Wolves attack with like Nettle on the wings, Potence through the middle, Trauer on the on the right, which I think they should just play that every single game because it actually worked really well. Um, as well as a can against Tottenham. It's, it's, this is also a battle of two teams that just like who who wanted the ball less, really, because both of these teams are just counter heavy as fuck. So it was it was really funny to watch. But yeah, I, man, I do think that this that this both of these teams deserve to draw. Matt, I don't know about you, but I do, and I I don't know, man. The same thing happened for Tottenham against Crystal Palace when they drew one one, where they scored early. I think Crystal Palace was like twenty five minutes or some shit, and then they just were like, well. We'll just sit back and hope that we don't concede a goal. That the same thing kind of happened against Wolves, and it didn't work yet again. You know what? And I hate to disagree. Yeah. I hate to disagree with you. I think Wolves should have won this game. I really think they should have. They, for the majority of the back end of this game, Tottenham just sat back and just all they did was absorb pressure. All they wanted to do was just make sure that they didn't concede the one goal. When you're trying to win a Premier League title, that mentality is garbage. You should be... When, you said it exactly there. You score a goal in the first minute, score a second goal in the 10th minute and put the game away. Kill all momentum. Who defends for 89 minutes? Only one person. The special one, right? Please. There's nothing special. Mm-hmm. There's nothing special about him anymore. That's it. I'm done. I'm done thinking Josie's special. His one... Big win this season was against a 10-man United side. So I'm not even going to get started with that. But you know what? I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad Nuno listened to us last week and actually put together that front lineup cuz that front four yeah. for Wolves if Thank you for listening. Nuno. If they if they click, that's that I'm a, uh, dude, United play against Wolves tomorrow or today when this releases. I'm I'm scared. If that front four clicks, I uh, dude that that's gonna worry a ton of back lines in the prem, and you know what? Between I love the Joao Moutinho Neves combo in the middle, the middle of the park. Those two are probably some of the better holding midfield combos I've seen in many years. And you know what? They have such a good one-two punch. They really control everything for this Wolves side. So you know what? I think Wolves should have won it because there's not one player on that Tottenham side that really made me think, wow. Tottenham really should have done it. Mm, I agree. Dude, and there I mean, was gonna, one I'm for gonna... Wolves, though. And I think it was Pedro Neto, who I keep saying is so underrated. This guy is a machine, man. I'm going to throw a hot take out there. Jose Mourinho mm-hmm. is on the same level of Sean Dyche with a better resume and better players at his disposal. He's the same okay. as Sean Dyche, just a better resume. Okay. I agree with you, you guys, 100%. Uh, uh, Listeners, you guys, you guys react accordingly. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. Listeners, react accordingly. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I, yeah, I, I could see maybe Wolves deserving it. They honestly played so well. I, I, I hope that this Wolves try this, this like Triore Potence Neto combo plays all the time. I wish, I wish that they had Raja Men as a striker instead of Fabio Silva because he was trash in this. They would have won. Yeah. Absolutely garbage. He did have he a had good like, chance though. He had a good chance. He, yeah, no, missed. and then he fucking missed them all. <laughs> yeah, well, he had like three three good chances, and he just like missed the target. Young. He's a young yes, player. He, he is young, but so he has time to get better. But right now, he is not playing good. Like he is young, but he has been shit for sure. 
Um, yeah, yeah. If if Wolves had fucking Jimenez in this game, it would have been like a whitewash in my opinion. Three, I, but, I see three. Oh well. Yeah, three one four one. Wolves would have won this game if Raul Jimenez starts. I don't, I don't know about four, maybe like two, three, maybe I don't know. Uh, you, you, you guys. It, it, it sounds like we have two mega Tottenham haters right now, which is really funny. See, so I would. I, I can't wait. Can't wait to see this. I wouldn't say that. You're just a Jose hater. No, I don't like Jose. No, no. Yeah, you're like yeah. That's no, no, yeah, yeah. So that makes you that so, Tot- so that makes Tottenham you not season. like Tottenham, Matt, because you hate Jose. You hate Tottenham now because he manages him. That's just that's just how that works. Yeah, I like. I don't make the rules. I just follow. I like Harry Kane's smile. And, that's uh, once, it. <laughs> yeah. Once once Jose leaves, you'll go back to liking time to liking Tottenham again. That's just that's just how it works. Well, I mean, I I, I, I think it's for, 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 for But I look Jose. I look at it. Other big six clubs don't like other big six clubs. I think that's just kind of like it's in the water. I mean, you're you're not going to sit here, and I'm not going to yeah. be rooting for Chelsea over the weekend because yeah, go Chelsea. Like, sorry, sorry. There's we we have an agenda to keep here. <laughs> well, I guess we do have that. Plus, you know the the venom of of six one is, is still is ringing, I suppose. But let's move on before we hate on Tottenham some more and get all of our Tottenham fans. Very angry at us, which is some of the funny shit in the world, in my opinion. Watching watching the Tottenham fans just blast JD, it's really funny. So now they have two people. Think to blast. that they're a good team. <laughs> so it's it's see and, uh, again. This is what I mean. Next game though, Crystal Palace Leicester. These are the games that happened today. These are technically match week sixteen games, but it would have been kind of awkward to review them at the other time when they. I think both these teams play again by the next time we were going to recap and review games. So anyway. Leicester and Crystal Palace drew 1-1. Again, trend. Uh, the Leicester on expected goals won 1.72 to 0.32. Possession, they had two-thirds of the ball, 17 shots to four, three to one. However, they drew because, and it, it, there really isn't much else to say about this game, this is what happens when Ian Nacho starts and Jamie Vardy doesn't. That's just, this. that, that is exactly how to summarize this game. Ian Nacho started, no Vardy didn't. Why. I have no I rest, idea why I guess. Didn't start this game. It's but it's, it's I, I understand it because it's because it's off a of one day rest. But man, but, if it's just if they just had anybody else, dude, fucking anybody, they would have won this game two one. <laughs> like anybody you, else. No, no, your Lester, you need to start Vardy every game. He has the he has the endurance. He can fucking do it. He he can do it. You know, like we've seen that. He is just a tank with with stamina. Yeah, he he can fucking do it, and they need that. They need him to play every single game, and I think he's up for it. I, I know he's getting older, but like you can't be starting Ian Acho. You, you bring Ian Acho on when you're up three 0 in the 80th minute. That yeah, then you replace Vardy with Ian Acho. It should not be the other way around at all. I Leicester are lucky that they drew this game. <laughs> I mean, the, as good as well, I mean, not even as good as they played. As much as they had the ball, as many shots as they had, they're lucky they drew this game. I yeah. Had to be Javi Bonds. The second game in a row he has scored. Um, he's kind of having a low-key breakout season. Matt, I know you talked about oh, him in yeah. the first game, having a, a low-key breakout game scoring against United as well, your your beloved Reds. I, I, I think he may he may be one of the more underrated player and kind of I wouldn't say underrated, more under the radar seasons for almost any attacker in, in the entire Premier League, in my opinion. Because he's, I don't know how many goals he's had, but he's, it feels like he has had an emerging season. 
if I do say so myself. No, and and you're correct. I mean, he. Like, I think they. I was when we were watching the game today. I could have sworn um, one of the commentators said like he's so. doubled his EPL record goal score, like his goal record in just this season, and we're not even halfway through the yeah. season. Yeah. Like that's incredible. Like that's showing that he's putting in the work in the off season, and he's you know that all for him and it's really really good to see that you know Leicester are looking like they're going to be producing another you know big money talent that's going to go out the door and going to make them a few more bucks um back to the Jamie Vardy thing this guy's diet is like Red Bull and protein bars are you really telling me you couldn't just get him another Red Bull so he could have started this game today like let's be honest this team lives and dies on what Jamie Vardy does come on this guy's got to start. And especially when you're fighting for a top four spot. Every game. Dude, this result is going to hurt Leicester. They, it really is. Because now you've opened the door to so yeah. many teams below you who might knock you out. And then, God forbid, we have another situation where Leicester are getting bumped out of the top four on the final day of the season again. Yeah. The, 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 the last time it was to your advantage for sure. Uh, Harvey Barnes. Five goals and one assist so far this season. So six goal contributions in 15 games. Not starting every game, but uh, he's he's got pretty good minutes. So that's that's pretty good for sure. Um, yeah, yeah Zaha scoring for too. Crystal Palace. It's I mean just kind of he just again carrying this team. And uh, yeah, I I uh, yeah I think that fucking Ianacho man, he sucks. Don't play him ever again. Vardy sitting. This is just what happens whenever Vardy doesn't start with the team. Also James Madison. James Madison did not play as well in this game. Also yeah. getting rest. Both of those guys sitting, I think, is just not something that they can do. Like You just can't sit both of those guys at the same time. But let's move on to the final game. We've got to go over this too much. Chelsea and Villa, again, a 1-1 draw. Again, trend. Uh, XG, 1.54 to 0.73 in favor of Chelsea. 63% possession, 16 shots, 10. 5 shots on target, 2 for Villa. Um, Giroud scoring for Chelsea. He's, again been pretty much the only their only striker that has seemed to be able to score this season um and then el ghazi again el ghazi coming up five goals in the last five games now for villa i i I guess this i guess it was a fair draw i don't know i didn't really watch the game but like again chelsea you're playing Jorginho and conte's not a dm what i just like what we do i guess it was nice to see pool six starting on on the left wing and he's by far their most, and this isn't me being biased because he's American, but Pulisic is their like most well-rounded attacker, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Him and Zayek, whenever Zayek is healthy, I think they are by far their most their most well-rounded attackers because they can do pretty much everything well, and they're not kind of one-dimensional. Where guys like Werner has shown he's a little one-dimensional. Um, Hudson Dodoy getting a start was pretty cool, but didn't really do much. And then again, Kai Havertz. He's literally has not been playing at like at all this season. He's it's not like you needed to, to bench him for rest. You needed to bench the other midfielders for rest. And then he still only plays uh eighteen minutes. Like man, what a fucking what a dud. What a dud of a transfer, man. I I can't get over it. Again, fat Frank just he just can't fucking he just can't figure out a fucking lineup. He just can't. No, and and you know it, yeah. No, I uh, this game yeah, well, this game was a dud. this game was a dud. Yeah, Frank Lampard dud, but I this game was a, a dud. One one. I it's a good matchup, but 
as good as Chelsea look on paper after this game, they like it looks like they outplayed Villa, but I, I don't really see it that way, to be perfectly honest. I, I, I think Aston Villa should probably be kicking themselves that they didn't do better and win this game. That's all I really have to say about it. And, and you know what? I agree with you 100%. Like, watching this game, at no point did I think Aston Villa were out of it. Even when they went down a goal, watching the attitude that the villains had in this game was, it was outstanding the type of charisma this team has. They have no fear. They're going forward. They're going to get the opportunities. They're going to score the goals. They're going to get in the, they're going to get in their opponent's face. And Jack Grealish, at this point, does he need to wear socks? His his shin guards are so low. I'm pretty sure he could just get away with like ankle socks at this point. Because I, I don't know. I just think it's just a waste of you know good clothing. But Logan, it's yeah, it's exactly waste of cloth for sure. And Logan, it's exactly what you said before. Oh my God, Christian Pulisic actually played in his position he wants to play in, and he did good. Are you kidding me? Hey, Big Frank, this is a giant red flag being waved. Do this more often because it's not just your ass that's on the line. It's America's ass on the line. Because if Chris, if Christian Pulisic yeah. <laughs> isn't getting consistent playing time in his position, how are we supposed to win the World Cup in 2026? You're fucking us, fat, fatty. You're fucking us, dude. Maybe his, maybe his, that's his plan. Stupid maybe, maybe McDonald's thinking like. No, seriously, maybe maybe, maybe <laughs> Lampard's thinking, "Ooh, I don't I don't want to I don't want to, you know, have England lose to USA in 2026 in the World this Cup." This is a I'm good theory. I like Pulisic's this career. Illuminati. Like Illumin- I'm going to start like this conspiracy this theory. theory. Th- that's why he's ruining Werner and Havertz too because they're Germany's oh biggest products. Oh my well, god. This is this is smart. Yeah. This is oh, smart. Man. JD, Jesus. you're a fucking genius. Holy shit. This guy this, this is... guy hasn't been able to do his gambling corner for a little bit. He's been doing the shit on 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 the fucking corkboard. He's been drawing the connections. I, this is what happens when you don't gamble, JD. You're actually smart. Dude, I I, <laughs> I am a degenerate gambler, but I, I think that I think I just opened Pandora's box. I, I maybe I, I'll tell you I'll tell you the truth. I just thought of that. I just thought of this conspiracy. I'm going to research right now. Like after this, I'm going to mm-hmm. research and I'm going to come back to you guys about this. Maybe maybe have like some kind of like meme. I mean, maybe I'll create like a meme of like a like a like a uh, a bulletin board of like lines mm-hmm. going to pictures of players. Yeah. Like, ooh, this guy could fuck me in the 2026 World Cup. Because <laughs> maybe he's thinking, maybe, maybe Lampard's thinking like, yeah. hmm, maybe I do good at Chelsea for a couple years, then get that England job. Yeah, because you know, Ooh. you know, goddamn well, Southgate ain't making it until fucking twenty twenty two. Yeah, no it. way, no way. They're no in a fucking chance. But let's move on to the games that we're going to recap. Only seven games. We're going to kind of breeze through these, not too much, because we do have a little special segment at the end. Arsenal Brighton is the first game. Uh, I, I, I am drinking the juice. I do think Arsenal are going to win this game. Um, do you guys disagree? I do. <laughs> okay, I figured. I, I figured think, that. I, that I, I figured that. Arsenal, Arsenal. Look, look. You're a bad team. And Brighton's a decent team. They haven't played well against this kind of team this season. And Neil Championship revenge game, nice, though. Even after revenge game for Burt Leno after what happened between him and Neil Bope at the end of the season last year. Though this is their first meeting yeah, this they, year. They, they Revenge game. About that. No, the fuck they nah. haven't. They were pissed off. There's no way they forgot. Well, I guess again, Doozy's not on their team anymore, so he probably remembered. But I, I don't think, other than Burt Leno, I, I actually do think that most of the rest of them probably forgot. To be honest. I'm taking I mean, part in this. Matt, 
who do you have winning this game? I think this. If I had to put my money, it's going to be on a draw. I, I unfortunately looking at oh. looking at the last like five uh, matches these guys have had. Brighton haven't lost to Arsenal in five straight games. That's 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 crazy. That's that, that's that, I look that, up. that's that hurts my face. But I, I think it'll be a draw. I think I think uh, Arsenal will feel the momentum off of the final game. But Brighton's one of those teams that can just sit behind the ball for ninety minutes and just piss you off and get a quick Danny Welbeck goal in the eighty-fifth minute. So. I I think Brighton might have just a little bit too much on the defensive side that it's gonna just it's not gonna do uh, bode well for Arsenal. Gotcha. Next game, Burnley Sheffield. I have this as nil nil. Do you guys have anything to say at all? Not not much. It's gonna be nil nil. No, I'm, okay. I'm right there with Matt, you. Matt, do you have anything to say? Sheffield United are gonna win this game. Okay. That's Ooh, why okay. we will see about that next game. Next game though, Southampton West Ham. <laughs> I have this as one one. We're that's that's we're, we're we're gonna try to pursue these because a, a good bit of these are kind of meh. I have this as a draw one one. I think both of these teams on. Sh- I mean, because this is this is like what we were talking about JD like a couple weeks ago. This is the part of the season where it's gonna be like one nil, one one, maybe a two nil game. These are gonna these yeah. are not gonna be super high scoring. So I have this as one one draw or a nil nil draw. It won't go- surprise me. I'm gonna go a two-one Southampton win if if Ings is back. I don't know if he is. Okay. Um, yeah. If he's back two-one, if he's not back two-two. Okay. I don't know how he helps him defend better, but anyway, Matt. West Ham give up. Hey. West Ham give up uh, silly fouls outside <laughs> the box, and that's right in Ward Prowse's uh, locker. I think uh, at least one mm-hmm. free kick goes in, and Southampton mm. gets a smooth three-one victory. Three, Jesus, three, right. okay, just completely fucking fuck what I just said about it being low scoring this part of the season. Uh, Leeds West Brom, I have Leeds winning this probably one to two nil. I mean, yes, West Brom did take a point off of Liverpool, but that's mainly because of bad Liverpool. And Leeds are just gonna Leeds are gonna fucking they they're gonna have the same stat line Liverpool did. They're gonna have like eighty percent of the ball and like twenty shots. I think I think Leeds are gonna win. I agree. One one to two nil. Yeah, one nil okay. or two nil. Matt? Yeah, no, I, I think Leeds are going to take advantage of everything Liverpool didn't, and I think that I just think it's going to be a little too much for Big Sam in that back line. Gotcha. Wolves and United now. This is definitely the best game of the entire week. This game is going to slap. Matt, I'm sorry. I have Wolves winning this game 2-1. to one. It's okay. We all can't be right. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> one of us has to be wrong. So if, if I'm the one that has to be it, so you know, so be it. So man, I, I I'm assuming that means you think United are going to win. JD, who do you think is going to win or draw? Uh, I got I I got a draw. Yeah, I got a draw here. Maybe like look a at that. See, this is why I'm glad like that we have three two. people because because just like in the Bryant game, we all three picked different results. So one of us has to be right. And in this game, one of us is going to be right. I mean, at least. So you know what? There there you go. Uh, Spurs Fulham now. Uh, I have Spurs winning this game one 0 I think this game is going to suck. I'm not watching it. <laughs> Yeah, this game's gonna be kind of lame. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I pick, I'm gonna pick Tottenham to beat Fulham. Yeah, but like, it's just it, it's just hard not to. Uh, like, they're not gonna beat them in a flashy them. way. They're just gonna beat them, but it's gonna be boring. Yeah, it's gonna be boring. Like, <laughs> yeah, nothing else. Just I, I'm not yeah. even gonna pick a scoreline. I'm just gonna say Tottenham will pro- should win. Should win. Okay. They should win. Gotcha. And Matt, and, I, who do you and I'm on the same thing. I'm with JD. 
Tottenham should, like, I'm with you both. Tottenham should win this game. Now, if this game ends 0-0, am I going to be surprised? Absolutely not. Not not at all. Not a chance. Or or if this game ends 1-1 because Spurs score in the fifth minute and then sit the fuck back for the entire game and Fulham score a bullshit corner in the 85th minute, would I be surprised? Not a fucking chance. Last game, though, or, or, Liverpool. No, hold on. Or, or okay. if Kane and Son or go off oh, yeah, on now, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just the two yeah, of them. They pulled in against uh, Southampton, where Kane had like four yeah. goal, or four assists. And yeah, I'm not going to yeah. be surprised. Also, yeah. would not be surprised at all. But like I said, yeah. last game, Liverpool-Newcastle, I Liverpool winning. I, I mean, I'm not going to bet against my boys. I haven't yeah, yet. I, I agree. Liverpool should yeah. win. They should win. That's, you can mark us down for Liverpool at any time that there's predictions. I'm always going to predict Liverpool to win because I'm not going to back down on my boys. Yeah, I, as much as I'd like. Yeah, I mean, unbiased, but yeah, unbiased. As much as I'd like to, I'd like to see Liverpool drop some points, maybe uh, get United a little bit further up the uh, that uh, championship run. I think that they're going to get on. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, Liverpool should take this easy. Newcastle isn't one of those teams that surprises you. They just show up, lose, and go home respectively. So, um, yeah, Liverpool should take this pretty easy. Word. So those are all of our predictions. Uh, if you think we're fucking dumb because of these picks, let us know on Twitter at the EPL boys and at Instagram at the EPL boys as well. So because it is close to the new year, I wanted to kind of do a little segment that we are going to do and try to keep up with as best as possible towards the end of each month. Footballing New Year's resolution. It is, of course, a cliche thing to do, but I feel as though we, we have a show. So it would kind of not make sense for us to at least not embark in the in, in the wonderful cliches of New Year's resolution. So it just has to be football related. Nothing crazy, and we do have a group one that I have yet to tell the the, uh, the boys about, but we will get to that towards the end. Uh, JD, I want to hear your, admittedly last minute, footballing resolutions for oh, the okay. rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, admittedly, hold on, admittedly last minute, but to, to my defense, this is something I've been very adamant about this entire season, and th- really this, this past 12 months. Mm-hmm. As a New Year's resolution, I want to do whatever I personally can in whatever way. I don't know how this is going to be. This is going to happen. I'm going to do whatever I can to help change the fucking goddamn rule to disallow stuttering and hopping during penalty attempts. Okay. I have been very vocal about this. I cannot stand when a player taking a penalty stops the run up. I mean, you shouldn't be allowed to fully stop. You shouldn't even be allowed to change your speed. Just fucking kick it. The goalie already has a hard time. They're already in a disadvantage, uh, disadvantageous position. Don't make it harder on them by having the fucking like player taking the penalty, stutter the run up, or fully stop, and have the goalie have to make a decision because they're in real time. They, they, like, it's such bullshit, and too many players do it. It just completely takes goalkeeper out of, the, uh, out of the equation, and I'm going to do whatever I can to change this. That, I don't know how that I'm going to do it. That is a JD just... certified promise that he is going to give to you people, that he is going to do whatever he can in his power to stop the hopscotch twats. And I, for Hop, one, Scotch, am backing you 100%. JD, he's our man. If he can't do it, no one can. Matt, what is your <laughs> footballing New Year's resolution? You know what? I'm going to get on the same kind of like, I'm going to do everything in my power, but maybe not at the same level that JD, because JD's pretty passionate about the stuff he talked about. And I'll I'll be honest, I might, (laughs) and like most New Year's Resolutions, and as most, 
as like most New Year's resolutions, I'm probably going to forget about mine by the third week of January. But um, uh-huh. I want the refs. My, I would say the resolution. I would like the refs in the Premier League to start booking time wasting earlier. Case in point. Mm, okay. Case in point, you get your lower league side who maybe they do squeeze a one. Uh, they they grab a quick goal against one of the big boys in the second minute. A Burnley, I get. And it. then Burnley, they're and then they're walking to the opposite side of the field to grab a ball to walk it to the opposite side of the field to do a throw in, and then the goalie's got to put the ball down ninety five times before he kicks it, and he's warned for eighty minutes, and then is finally booked in the eighty second minute. No, 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 no. I want these people booked in the eighth minute for time wasting. No, you get okay. one warning. That's it. I, you know what? And if that's the game you want to play, then go play it. That's going to be my resolution. I want I want more awareness on time wasting earlier in games. Okay. Um, I, I would like to see a spreadsheet as to how you plan to change this. I don't know how <laughs> either one of you are going to actually do anything in your power. To, to make any sort of headway into this situation, but I'm just gonna I, DM Arsene Wenger. As your friends, I, as your friend, I support both of you equally. I I did not take as nearly as much passion into doing something for the greater good. I was very selfish in this New Year's resolution. <laughs> I did something for myself. My New Year's resolutions: I'm going to get more kits and scarves this year. Not of just Liverpool, but of varying different teams. I got my first Liverpool scarf as a Christmas gift, and I love it. It's awesome. It's sick. I've already been looking at like retro kits on like Depop and stuff for Liverpool and other kits. I I fucking love them. They're they're sick looking. I want to get a kit collection and a scarf collection from various different teams, various different leagues. Um, speaking of various different leagues, the group one that I I came up with. So we are the EPL Boys podcast. We do uh, follow the EPL boy or <laughs> we we are the EPL Boys. We can't follow ourselves. We follow the EPL as much as we possibly can. It's our main league. It's the one that we watch mostly. However, as you guys probably know, JD is a big MLS fan. Matt had a fucking MLS podcast before he came on here. So obviously he's an MLS fan and also is a small city out fan as well. I wanted us to each individually follow, not super closely, but keep track of teams in the other major leagues. So, JD, you will be following a team in La Liga for the remainder of the season. You will, or else okay. there will be consequences. Uh, Matt, you will follow a team <laughs> in league, huh? And I will follow a Bundesliga team. What team that is, though, is completely up to chance. Matt, for JD, you get to pick any team in the table right now, 1 through 20. Obviously not like a big team. Just So just say a league position. Whatever team is currently in that league position, as we are recording, JD has to follow for the rest of the year. Six. Whenever you're ready. Six. All right. JD, you get okay. to pick my league position for the team in the Bundesliga I get to follow. 17th. 17th, all right. And Matt, <laughs> I'm going to pick right in the, in the middle of those. I'm picking number 11 for you to follow. So, if we currently look those up nice. as we are recording. Nice, uh, nice. Who is, okay, so JD, JD follows the 16th in the Liga currently. So, let's Google La Liga table. Oh, Sevilla. Sevilla. You need to follow Sevilla. That is a good team. I incur- I actually really I like Sevilla. So for the rest of the year, we'll kind of keep track of this like every about the end of every month. Um, we're going to keep track of these teams for the remainder of the season, not like the whole year, but just like for the remainder of the season and try to keep track of these leagues because, yes, we are EPL boys, but 
it is really cool to watch these other leagues because there are transfers coming in and out of those leagues. You look at guys like Fornal is coming under the radar from a team like Villarreal, and he has been an extremely good player for West Ham. Same thing with like guys like uh, Saiz just came from Lyon in Liga. Same thing kind of happens there. Um, Matt, you get the 11th team in Liga, so Bre- I don't know if you've already looked yep, that up. It's Brest. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Never heard of him. Neither do I. Never Good heard of him. Neither do I, but I'm telling you right now, I already ordered a jersey. I, I already ordered a jersey as we were talking. So yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Oh, I was gonna pick, <laughs> oh, I was I was in between eleventh and twelfth and I picked eleven, but twelve was Nice, and Nice is actually a really good team. Yeah. Um and I get to follow, unfortunately, the seventeenth team in the Bundesliga. Is it Bremen? Is it Bremen? Uh I'm looking it up currently. Bundesliga uh standings. 17th team is Mines. I actually like oh, Mines. Mines. I'm okay with that. Klopp. Yeah. Klopp. Klopp. Big Klopp. Cool. I, was, I am totally okay with that. So, I have Mines. JD has Sevilla. And what the fuck was your team? Yeah. <laughs> Man, it was Breast. 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 Like, Breast is in like titty? Uh, B-R-E-S-T. Okay. So, sort of kind of like titty. French titty. Le Breast. Dude, so, Logan, JC is yeah. gonna have a have a brain aneurysm. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's gonna be great if you do follow those leagues. Uh, we do apologize because, uh, admittedly, I try to watch as much Bunch League as I can. It's not on very often, but I wanted us to kind of branch out and look at these leagues and look at these other. Ca- but I, I also didn't want us to do like the top teams because obviously we all know the Barcelona, Juventus, Bayern Munich, Dortmund, so on and so forth. We know those teams, but I, I wanted us fifth. to kind of. I, yeah, I wanted us to kind of look more at these teams, like these Mainzes, the Sevillas, and the Breasts of the world. Like, Breasts, I'd never even heard of. So, this has obviously gone off to a pretty good start for all of our League Gun fans. I didn't even know this team existed. So, this has already been a good resolution, in my opinion. So, every month or so, we'll try to keep track of that. We'll we'll see um, how each team has been doing um, and who each other's favorite player on those teams are. Because I'm going to look into Mainz and seeing what the fuck their lineup is. Because I genuinely couldn't name a single player. But that is going to be our group New Year's resolution is to kind of watch, not not intimately, not like, not you know, not like watch every single weekend, not watch every single game, but try to keep track of smaller teams in the other top five leagues. And maybe next year we'll do it for like the Portuguese League or like uh, the Eredivisie, you know, like leagues like that. That I think that would be really fun because I've never watched a single one of those games in my entire life. Boys... JD, are you happy with Sevilla? Because I'd be happy with Sevilla. I'm very happy with Sevilla. I'm surprised. See, what's funny is I, I looked at the table. Barcelona's in fifth. I almost got Barcelona, which would have been lame, but <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Well, no, if if but... you got Barcelona, I would have made Matt pick a different number. <laughs> so y- you you would have not gotten Barcelona. Trust me, there's no chance of that. Uh, okay. Well. So Matt, you since you have ordered a breast kit, um, and that doesn't mean what you think it means, listener. I might get. Do you I'm like it? Is it nice? Do you enjoy it? Like, what's I'm, I'm tell- what's going on? I'm telling on? you right now. I mean, I'm just looking at this future lineup I have here. We got Nice over the weekend, PSG next weekend, and Renee's the week after. Dude, I chose a horrible time to start watching the breast with the th- with three of the best teams in the league on my lineup. So, um, pray for me. Pray for me and my new favorite team. I think this. You know, I think they're going to I think I'm going to like them more than Manchester United. They'll probably give me less headaches. Yeah, probably cuz there's 
You have a lot less emotionally invested in breasts. You know what I mean? Like it's just you just have less less you're less invested. Love it. But I, I love I um, love it. I'm I'm looking at Sevilla. Yeah. I'm looking at Sevilla right now. I got I got Ezekiel Mangala, the Man City legend. Yeah, <laughs> Mangala, dude. In central defense, I got Carlos Soler, who's great. Dennis Sherryshev and Gonzalo Guedes, like great mario gomez oh man jose gaia man actually i know this team better than i thought i did i know a lot of these yeah. players all right i'm uh, happy with this uh who's this jean philippe mateta i think he actually had a pretty good year a couple years ago in the bundesliga i think he scored quite a bit i could be wrong though uh pierre kunde kunde uh adam slazai i don't know who that is do i know who any of these people are i there i have to know at least one of them <laughs> Uh, it's it's I'm gonna be honest, boys. It's not looking good. <laughs> G Dong Wan, you gotta order a kit. Now my current favorite. Yeah, I order I will be ordering kit. a kit, and this works with my New Year's resolution because I'm going kit. to buy a Minds kit, and they have some pretty cool fucking kits. I'm not gonna lie to you. They have one that's like a checkered pattern, and it's like a a white background with fucking like yellow, blue, and red on it. It looks really nice, actually. Like these kits see, are really no, really see fire. If can, see if you can see if you can find an old clop kit. Like on one of those mm. vintage, that'd be insane. I, if you got yeah, a Jurgen Klopp, I, if I can, it, it it would probably be expensive. I'm going to be honest with you. Well, but yeah, probably. I, but <laughs> I will look into it. I, I yeah, I don't want to break the bank on like a five hundred dollar kit, which I probably won't. Anyway, oh yeah, fuck that. It's 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 going to be great. We will give updates monthly on how our teams are doing, who our favorite players of this team is. Probably towards the end of every month or so, we'll just be like resolution check, and uh, yeah, I'll I'll try to watch a Minds game. Luckily. All these leagues are getting more and more easy to watch in in America. It's 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 a lot it's definitely a lot easier now than it was like five years ago to watch all these leagues. And if not, just totally legally stream the games completely legally. Nothing sketchy or illegal happening. Completely and just completely, you know, FBI. Listener. Use the website. Completely, use the website co- mamahd.best. Yeah, uh, completely, great, completely great, legal completely streaming. Legal, yeah, completely legal. Uh, Mama HD, and then um, uh, what's the other one? Shit. Uh, oh, I'm having a blank. I have a I have a backup with Mama HD, and it isn't working. But uh, completely legal, completely Mac, legal. Do Definitely you have any completely have, legal if, if sites that you, Mac, that you view to? If you don't have a Mac, have some uh, antivirus software just in case. But if you have a Mac, just in case, it's good. I've been know. using that site for like six years. It's been great. Yeah, I'm gonna need you to. I'm gonna yeah, need great. Totally I'm gonna legal. need you to forward that to me because I'm looking at my team schedule right now, and not one of their games is on any American channel. So uh, I'm in trouble, boys. Yeah. yeah. No, I'll I'll, I'll I'll send you the link for that for that site. It's great. Yeah, it's yeah. great. It's based out of Switzerland. The totally out of legal Switzerland. Side, yeah. Nobody can touch them. Totally yeah. legal. Totally Absolutely. legal and neutral. But that is going to be the episode, guys. We will actually have a Friday episode. We did take Christmas off, but we will have a New Year's Day episode for you guys as well. Recapping and previewing again because of the fucking COVID schedule. There's just fuck. There's games all over the place. You'll know where they're coming from. You'll know what day they are. There's, they're just, there's games afoot. But for Matt and for JD, we love and appreciate every single one of you guys. Have a safe week. Have a safe holiday weekend as well. And we will see y'all on Friday. Have a good one. See ya. Peace out.